At the moment of this recording, the Parsha Shavuah is in fact not Parsha Tzav, but it is Parsha Shemini. However, due to time constraints, we were not able to get out the recording. And I am recording this one right now just for the purpose of having a few minutes of Musr on every Parsha. And anyone who would like to can always come back to this recording and gain from the Torah um, that we are presenting here. Now, Parsha Tzav elaborates on a carbon that is subject to some interesting irony. And that carbon is the carbon toda, or the Thanksgiving offering. One of the hallmarks of the carbon toda is the fact that it is specifically eaten with chametz, which is a departure from the rules of virtually all other carbonos, regarding which Parshas Tzav also cautions us could only be accompanied by menachos, or flour meal offerings, of matzah. Now the irony is that due to this technicality, the carbon toda could not be offered on Pesach, which is a time where we would argue our debt of gratitude to Hashem could not possibly be greater. It's for this reason that even on Erev Pesach, the paragraph of Mizmor Soda, which corresponds to the carbon toda, is completely omitted from our Psuke de Zimra. So practical halacha lamaisa. The question is why Pesach and the carbon of Thanksgiving could not coexist simultaneously. Is gratitude not itself a fundamental theme of Pesach? So my brother, Rav Daniel, suggested an answer that provides us profound insight into the larger role of Pesach. And the basic explanation is that Pesach is not an end in and of itself, but is really only the beginning. Obviously, Pesach requires our gratitude. In fact, Dayenu, which we recite at the Seder, outlines in detail each component of the Exodus so that we can properly acknowledge and thank Hashem for each of those components. But you'll also notice that Dayenu does not end with the Exodus. Again, it only starts there. But it continues toward an even greater plateau of Matan Torah and culminates with the building of the Beis HaMikdash. Now, why does it do that? The answer that although every single component of Pesach and the Exodus is singularly sufficient to require our thanks, hence Dayenu, the larger process of redemption is certainly incomplete without the ends of Matan Torah and the building of the Beis HaMikdash. While we have to express a karsatov on Pesach for every goodness Hashem deals us, Hashem is quick to warn us in a sense, almost as if to say, don't thank me yet. Because if Hashem would merely release us from our prison, but we would choose to use our quote-unquote liberation to revert to lives of spiritual delinquency and other spiritually unhealthy addictions and behaviors, though the thanks are certainly in order, but the point of our freedom would be instantly defeated. And it's in this vein that my brother of Daniel explained that although, of course, we should Thank Hashem. With every line of Dayenu, Pesach cannot be seen as an end in and of itself. Pesach cannot just be about the exodus from, but it must be about the exodus to and toward that final destination. And that's why in Halach Ma'anya we announce that although Hashatahacha, now we are here, we have our eyes set on the future redemption when the Shana Hababa, Ardi Yisrael, in the coming year will be in the land of Israel. That means that we each have to see Pesach through to the end to accept Hashem's Torah on Shavuos, and to ultimately build his Mikdash, his base of Mikdash on Sukkot. And then, when we look back and thank Hashem a second time, it will be with the fuller understanding of the purpose of our Exodus. And in that vein, while we thank Hashem now, we should also look forward to the time when we'll really thank Him later. We shall be zochet to truly thank Hashem, not only for spiritual freedom, but for guiding us toward the final redemption, 
with the rebuilding of the Beis HaMikdash Meir B'nai.